They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and this week we are reviewing last weekend's Class of the Champions pay-per-view, and make sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Head over to whatamaneuver.net for your Matt Madness gear, and use promo code MMADNESS to save 10% off your order on ringside collectibles. So, Clash of Champions happened this past weekend, and if you haven't been with us before, we'll play for you our rating system. Podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slower knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. This will get a showstopper. Alright, thank you, Howard. So, Clash of Champions from last weekend. I'm just going to give the show a slobber knocker. Uh, it would have been higher, in my opinion. I was a bit upset that two of the women's matches were canceled because of the whole COVID concerns because, of course, Nikki Cross is married to Killian Dane and uh, that would, that messed up ba- her match with Bayley and then Shayna Baszler was close with the NXT women so that messed up the women's tag team title match. So those two ma- those were two matches I was actually actually really looking forward to. Uh, but I thought it was a good show overall but it suffered from that and the consensus of the pay-per-view is that it's essentially a three-match show, and I agree with that, even though I really did enjoy the Zelina versus Asuka match on both nights on Raw as well. And I would enjoy when someone like shocks their opponent with their offense. Like when you see Asuka versus Zelina Vega on paper, you don't really expect for Zelina Vega to have any offense whatsoever, but she really impressed Asuka in this match, and I'm not sure if this feud will continue, but we'll actually see in a few weeks on what's going to go on with those two. Maybe Zelina potentially moving to SmackDown, which I prefer, and I'll get to that towards the end of the show but uh i also it also i also enjoyed the progressions of the stories because on the show on the pay-per-view every story actually progressing most of them are actually continuing as well and even though the two matches were, were removed i still thought it was a solid show my rating would have been higher if we got those two extra matches but i did think it was a great story progression show so to get into the, the universal championship match roman reigns he defeated jay uso to retain the universal championship i thought it was an excellent match even from the entrances like Roman's Roman showed off his new look with no vest and when I saw him come out I thought two things one I need to go to the gym right now even though it's 10 o'clock at night and I was about to sign up for mega fit meals right away because he looked that great uh during the entrances they were discussing Roman on Corey Gray's podcast and I, I like the fact that they went to one of the other media platforms to actually build on a story and on that podcast Roman was asked who's been impressed you since you were gone and his answer was no one and they also talked about during the match how Jay is the youngest out of the three of him, his brother, and Roman. And he felt the need to he felt he felt the need to win because he was always number three. And I thought both these guys being mic'd up made the match what it was. Hearing Roman constantly say, Call me a tribal chief. It all starts with me. There's even a spot in the match where they're around commentary and Roman's telling Corey Graves and Michael Cole that he loves Jay Uso. And I and He's just beating him down constantly. And then commentary trying to explain, like, why is he saying that? And he's destroying him. And later in the match, uh, yeah, later in the match, Roman's holding Jey Uso's head up. And 
he says, call me a tribal chief, and Jey Uso refuses. And then there's a spot that I was actually looking forward to in this match where I talked about last week where Jey Uso would actually get his offense in. And Paul Heyman sold it well. Roman's on the ropes. Jey hits his splash, and Roman hitting the low blow while Jey is covering him. I thought it was something great because you never see that today. That's the first time I recall ever seeing it. And I thought it was a unique way to actually break the pinfall and actually kind of garner some more heel heat because the way he just hooked the hooked the low blow when I thought it was really good. And we see that the feud is actually going to continue on SmackDown. Jay came out and won another shot at the championship, and Roman agreed, and we have the rematch at Hell in a Cell. And I'm looking forward to the continuation of this because I'm interested to see how they go about it. I personally would love if they integrate more of the family dynamic since Roman, since this is a close family situation. So I would love to see Jimmy Uso even more, which I'm sure we'll see. Even Rikishi, and who knows, the WWE might be able to get The Rock via video to say something, just to progress the family aspect of this story since since Roman's deeming himself as the tribal chief. So something I actually look forward to. It's a really good story. You cannot question WWE storytelling at this point with this feud because I think this has been really good and looking forward to the actual continuation of it because I didn't think we would get one at all. The WWE Championship was on the line. Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton. Now, this match went completely left from what I predicted, but they still actually carried over storyline with the Legends getting revenge on Randy Orton. And it's something that we forget during Orton's run was when he actually took everybody out. But essentially, it took five guys to beat Randy Orton. And I personally didn't like the fact that all the legends just like they came and disappeared. They came at different parts of the match. The Big Show came in the match. He's gone. Christian interferes and he's gone. Shawn Michaels interferes and he's gone. It's like these like the way it was presented. I didn't really care for, and I thought the match was a little too long for my taste. But it actually had storyline premises on what Randy Orton was doing over the past few months. And on Raw, Randy Orton. Uh, well, the legends are playing poker, and Randy Orton. Looking like he's in Metal Gear Solid with his uh, night uh, X-ray goggles. <laughs> Attacks the legend in the room. And now we're getting Orton and McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. So this match is actually valid for Hell in a Cell since we had the interference from the legends at Clash of Champions. So now, essentially, no one can get out and no one can get in, quote-unquote. But my super, Randy Orton is still my superstar of the year. He's lost a bit of steam to me, but he's still so he was still he was so ahead of the pack that he can lose a bit of steam for me and for me to still pick him as my superstar of the year. We had the latter match for the Intercontinental Championship. I thought this was the match of the night, in my opinion. I, this match was amazing. Even a match of the year contender is on the board for me. Sami Zayn looked like a complete true genius in this match. In ladder match history, I don't believe anyone's actually handcuffed somebody to climb the ladder. And like, just the view of... Him locking the cuffs into Jeff Hardy's gauge, it was like a painful thing to see, and him, like him dragging AJ with, while he climbed the ladder to hook AJ, hook to um, cuff AJ, was amazing. And Sami Zayn just looks like an evil genius out of this whole thing. Sami Zayn's been amazing since his return, and on SmackDown he tossed Jeff's IC title in the trash, and he defeated him to retain the title. So I'm looking forward to anything Sami Zayn does from here because Sami Zayn's so entertaining. And he was missed on SmackDown, and SmackDown is the perfect. I, I, I personally think SmackDown is a way better show than Raw. SmackDown has locked down this storytelling thing perfectly, especially with the two-hour format. They're actually getting everything in, and everything's making sense, and everything's flowing perfectly. So I'm really enjoying SmackDown. So glad to see Sami Zayn back in the picture. Jeff Hardy uh, doing the Swanton 
off a ladder. I will never not pop for that because it's still amazing to this day. This guy's 43 years old, and he's still doing this. So, Sami Zayn, still your Intercontinental Champion. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. Now, uh, instead of the SmackDown Women's Championship, we got Sasha Banks. Well, Bayley was going to defend against Asuka. Bayley gets up to squalify. We see the return of Sasha Banks. And Sasha returned that Clash of Champions and on SmackDown and talking smack. She cut a hell of a promo and challenged Bailey to a SmackDown Women's title match next week. Now, I don't think this, I personally don't think this match will happen next week or officially start. But knowing WWE's history with Sasha, she'll win here on the smaller stage. And I don't think that's the best idea at all. I think if you want her to win the title and beat Bailey, give her her moment at Hell in a Cell because she's been in the first two women's Hell in a Cell that hasn't won one yet. And. Before SmackDown happened, I had a per- I had a theory, but in order for my theory to be the most effective, I, they would Bailey would still have to be the champion going into WrestleMania. And this is if you want this to happen at WrestleMania. So Sasha's been throwing in the line of not being medically cleared. So have her neck injury play a factor in Hell in a Cell and how and have Bailey win that match. But the key into this, like I said, is Bailey cannot lose a title. Keep this long run going because. This run is what making this feud also important. It's just Bailey has been so dominant and she's beating everybody except for Sasha Banks. So don't have her lose the title. Keep this run going. And Survivor Series is next month in November. So on Survivor Series, they focus on the brands. So Bailey will be focused with whoever the NXT Women's Champion is and whoever the Raw Women's Champion is. And TLC could be whatever. But have Sasha return and win the Royal Rumble. And that's how you can get to WrestleMania. It's a similar story to in 2000. It's been a while since we've actually seen this, but in 2000, China and Ivory at WrestleMania 17. So China had a neck injury on December 2000 episode of Raw. She came back too early at the Royal Rumble, and the neck caused her that match against Ivory, and China would return at WrestleMania to win the Women's Championship. So the story can't actually be done, and I think that might be the best way to go. And that's if you want this to go to WrestleMania. If. But now that we're... In the middle of about to be in the middle of October and get into the virus series season, it's actually possible. But you have to keep the championship on Bailey because that long run is important to this feud and helps the importance of it as well. So there's a few quick hits. Bobby Lashley retained the US title over Apollo Crews. I also talked about how much I impressed how much I love Zelina Vega and Oscar on Raw Monday night. I did, really did enjoy that. Not sure if that's going to continue, but I would love for it to continue. And if it does continue, I would think Zelina Vega would end up winning the Women's Championship. But that's going to lead into my next point. Of, well, before I go to the draft, Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, I loved what they did on the KO show this past week on SmackDown. Alexa finally uniting with The Fiend, I think, is amazing. It was a great shot. Of her of the fiend actually standing side by side with Alexa Bliss and Alexa holding the fiend's hand. It was an excellent shot. So I'm looking forward to see where that happens. And now I believe on Raw Monday night, Bray Wyatt, not the fiend, will be on Raw with Kevin Owens on the KO show. Either that or they're going one on one. I believe it's the KO show though. So getting to the WWE draft is next is on this next episode of SmackDown and on Raw. Some things. I personally think should happen. I think Alistair and Black and Zelina should move to SmackDown because they've done everything they can on Raw. And in both cases, they've been doing the exact same thing all year. Alistair Black was with the Mysterio feud. And now he and then he was with Owens. And now Zelina, Zelina was bickering with 
Andrade and Angel Garza all year against the Street Profits, and that's basically nothing. Like, they need some change bad. Matt Riddle, I think Matt Riddle should go to Raw because he's been battling King Corbin since day one on the main roster. I'm looking forward to hopefully a de- debut of Chelsea Green, who's allegedly been main roster ready for the past few months, and she left Robert Stone. I also think that when he eventually returns, have Daniel Bryan to return to Raw because while he was on SmackDown, he did everything he could as well. And how about this? How about having Big E move to Raw the singles? You know, he could still represent the New Day, but if you're all in on this Big E single run, singles run, kind of split them up a little bit and have Big E on that run by himself because he should be finishing up with Sheamus pretty soon. And also, no new NXT call-ups at all because we have an NXT takeover tonight that I can care less about. I didn't even know what was happening because it's so lackluster. Kyle O'Reilly is challenging Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. From what I've seen, they've done a great job of building up Kyle O'Reilly and how he deserves this opportunity. But NXT is lacking so much star power at this point, so no more NXT call-ups. If you want to do anything, bring some guys back down to NXT to make it feel special again because NXT is just dry at this point. I'm not saying the show is dry, but as far as name value, star power, there's not much there, especially with the injury of Karrion Cross and when they pulled and they pulled up Keith Key Fleet of Raw. So that's it for the show tonight. Make sure to head over, head over to Ringside Collectibles. Use promo code MMANDIS to save 10% off your order. What a maneuver.net for your Matt Madness gear. I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd and I will see you guys next week. All the day, hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle.